Welcome to the Serendipitous Rebel Podcast. I'm Wendy. And I'm Crystal. This podcast is for the adventure-loving, purpose-driven, action-minded, authentic, and rebellious entrepreneurs. Just like us. And just like you, we are trying to figure shit out. So join us as we talk about business and life and everything in between. Welcome back. Crystal and Wendy here. Today on the Serendipitous Rebel podcast, we are talking about balance, what it really takes to be successful as an entrepreneur, and how do you find that balance? It's a loaded topic. Oh, gosh, that's an understatement. This question really stems from the past few, I'm not just weeks, months, years, There's always this need to juggle as females, as wives, as moms, as friends. There's what seems to be more of a burden and less of an opportunity to compartmentalize than our male brethren. (laughs) It comes up. We'll have, oh, something happened at school or, oh, one of the kids isn't feeling well or, oh, blah, 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 whatever it is, it does. It, it, how, how do you successfully figure out how to run a business when there's all these other things involved? Because I think that as a woman, you are going to be more predisposed to be responsible. If you have kids, it just seems to be that a majority of that responsibility falls on women. We get like everybody writing in hate mail at that point. It shouldn't. <laughs> I would like to say it's equal, equal. And, and if you ask my husband, he would say it's very equal, but add the double whammy of I'm an entrepreneur. So I work from home. So I have a lot more flexibility in my schedule mm-hmm. than he does at his nine to five corporate job. The quote unquote logical answer is that I would take off to go grab the kids. And it's led to a lot of interesting conversations in our house. And then Wendy and I have had a lot of conversations and I know we are not alone in this feeling as women in the entrepreneurial space who feel like not only are you juggling a lot as an entrepreneur, which is so much harder than having just a J-O-B anyway, because you're wearing so many hats, but also now we are parents and you have other, other obligations, community involvements however you want to put it, other responsibilities that you have to take care of. How do you balance all of those things? I know that one of the reasons why many women sought out opportunities, entrepreneurial opportunities is because of the flexibility, the expectations. You can be more flexible as an entrepreneur, that you can work from home and therefore be available to do all these things at once. I know for those who actually really, truly can compartmentalize. And what I mean, I think what we mean by that is you can shut the door mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know either have kids that are old enough on the other side that they don't need constant supervision or they're at school all day or mm-hmm. whatever is, but can really shut off or build walls. So that allows you to to have 
the amount of time that you need to successfully do what you do. It's such a challenge. I can take a call from school one second, be on a business call the next, and that constant pivoting as well, which for a lot of us doesn't make us the most efficient people in the world. I have to say that over the past five, six years, I don't know if bitter's the right word. Maybe it is for those who say, oh, you know, it's just four hours a week in whose lifetime or can you can hit seven figures and work a few hours a week. It's again, where does this come from? Well, that's snake oil. It's like, this is how you get people like lured into entrepreneurship and that's the toxic side of it. Right. And I think there's even, I think even the claim that I make a six figure income, that's the most common goal entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I make six figures and I only work 20 hours a week. What? (laughs) In what, in what universe? Maybe you do it year seven of your entrepreneurial journey, but you also aren't working as a solopreneur hundred percent of the time. You have a team that works underneath you. You have a lot of things that you're overseeing and juggling. You have a lot of systems in place Mm -hmm. to make that possible. Or maybe you're fortunate enough to have a partner like we do to kind of help share the load and share the burden. I don't know any business starting out in their first three years that is making that much money and is only working 20 hours or less a week. And if anyone listening, if you fall into that category, please reach out. Oh my gosh. We would so love to have the opportunity to to chat with you about that. Mm -hmm. I think that the expectations are always, it's maybe it's not fair to say always, but a lot of the times the expectations are unrealistic because why would you venture down this path Mm -hmm. if you really knew everything that we know now? That's kind of like having kids, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all bad. It's, it's truly not. I, and, and I just want to emphasize that I think really it's setting realistic expectations about different, like the different phases, the different, the different parts of your life mm-hmm. and knowing at any given time, what comes first. I always love that people's like, well, my priorities are, well, actually a priority is really just one thing. You really at any time cannot have multiple priorities. You can pivot on a dime from one priority to the next. I mean, the phone rings, even if your priority is doing the work that has to be done, but there's a call from the school and you're the one that has to go pick them up, then you immediately have to shift from one priority to the next. I think understanding that that's kind of the way life is, I mean, life is messy. (laughs) Yes, it is. And I think this is true of all areas of your entrepreneurship, because I think that you have to figure out a way to find focus in one thing at a time, because I agree, Mm -hmm. you can really only be thinking about one thing at a time. And so as entrepreneurs, how many tabs do we normally have open on our screen at any given time? A million. I've got, I'm looking at mine and I can't even count them all. Cause it's all like, like straight across the top of the, of the screen. The reality of it is I cannot focus on two of these things at any given time, much less all 35 of them that are probably open on my computer screen right now. Now that's just what's in front of me on my computer screen. 
now add all of the external things going on in my world or in my office and my life. Training yourself to find a way to really be present in the moment is a really difficult skill set to have, Mm -hmm. but it's enormously important for peace of mind because I know that I am my most anxious and I am at my worst self when I'm trying to do multiple things at once. When I'm trying to work, when my kids are home, it is a shit show. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. It's like at three o'clock when that door blows open, the front door blows open, forget it. It's just no matter how hard I try and my kids are older than yours, no matter how hard I try, it's just unless I'm locked up, but still they would bang on the door. And I think that that's normal. I think it is too. I think that unless you're able to hire out help or my husband and I have conversations about, okay, this weekend, I need like three solid hours to get shit done. I need you Mm -hmm. to take them out of the house, take them Mm -hmm. to the park, take them to go do something, couple hours, get them out so that I can focus or he has to run some serious interference. Yeah. My kids are younger. They're four and nine. And my four-year-old would crawl back into the womb if I let her. So they're very attached. If I'm home, it doesn't matter who else is home. They want mama. Mm -hmm. They want me. And so even though he could be sitting right there on the couch outside the office doors, they're going to walk right past him to come and try and find me in the moment. So what I have to do as an entrepreneur and as a mother is just be very intentional, uh, very intentional. I'm what can make up words too. I have to be <laughs> very intentional about my time and mm-hmm. about how my day is divided and really yeah. ask myself, is this something I can do when the kids are home for a lot of things like unloading my dishwasher, folding laundry, school stuff? Yes, mm-hmm. I can do that when they're home. Can I record a podcast when they're home? No. Can I even really edit a podcast while they're home? I can't write. I can't do my finance. I can't do my work work. I can't do my web stuff. I can't do sales pages. I can't do that stuff while they're home. I can't have the focus. I think the point of this is not to dissuade because there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things that go, unless you have the ability to hire to hire people right, right at the get-go or, and then, you know, at any point along your journey, unless you have the ability to hire people and then you're more, you're more the supervisor, you're the front facing person and the behind the scenes are handled by others. I think it's just being the need to be very realistic Mm -hmm. about what it takes to run a business, how much time it takes to run a business. It's really difficult to cut corners. Well, I'm just going to focus in on social media. That's terrific. And that's great. But then what happens if all of a sudden there's a great demand for client services or customer service or something along those lines? And we've talked about the importance of systems and that definitely falls into place here. Again, you know, having those, that found, those foundational pieces in place definitely helps. It's having systems, having foundations, but also just having a realistic perspective and understanding of what goes into, and to say, what is it? Some, the guy who writes the book about for a four hour work week, mm-hmm. what, how many people do you have to hire to, to make that happen mm-hmm. or what that you're doing and selling to make that happen. It's not really that simple. If you're selling a product, really, how are you, 
How are you going to do that? Can you imagine doing coaching calls when everything is just flaring up? As the kids say, just get home from school. Ooh, ooh, that's, that sounds so ugly. <laughs> well, time is the most limited resource that we have. If you don't have the time, you need money in your business to leverage your time. That's very true. And I think that when you look at a healthy business, and we're not realistic about this enough, you need two things to run a business effectively. You need time and you need money. Yep. There needs to be money. And sometimes we have more time than money. So we have the ability to. DIY a lot starting out. We have the ability to invest the time to do things ourselves, to get things up and running. Sometimes we have more money than time. And so we have to hire that help and use that leverage. A lot of businesses though, I think are trying to make it work with very little time and very little money. And that's why you're failing because you don't have enough of the two main resources that you need to make it as an entrepreneur. Because you've been told, I mean, we're told all the time, this is a laptop lifestyle. You can work 10 hours a week and still have a successful. Well, or you can, yeah. Or the, my favorite is yes, it's the laptop lifestyle and you can do this from anywhere. Well, whether you're sitting in your living room or in an office, fair bedroom in the middle of Iowa, or you're doing it in, in Ireland, you're still sitting in a room with four walls, not necessarily out and about and enjoying yourself, no matter how you I think that what ends up happening is, is that that's where you get, that's where you end up getting stuck mm-hmm. and because maybe you've had enough traction that you need more time, but you're not quite making enough money to do that. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 you know, you just, not sure what the right mix is to make this, you know, to make whatever it is. And we, we run into, we ran into that. We've run into that where we've had enough success that we're dangerous, but not not enough money to, um, to make it work. And what do you do? Well, it's a matter of really sinking in. And, and this is where we've talked about knowing your runway, which I think we should save for a for another podcast, but really knowing at what point do you sink or swim? Do you fly or end up falling on your face? Kind of. Yeah, thing. because there will get to be a tipping point in a business where you need to invest more time or more money to really hit that turning point. And if you hit at that point and you're not willing to do either of those things, it's not, it's not going to work. I think I just pulled a resource. I was at a conference a couple months ago with Julie Stoyan and I'm looking at my notes, she had a great point about a healthy business. She says, you know, a healthy business that is a hundred thousand dollars a year business has about $40,000 in expenses. And it's going to cost you about 10 to 30 hours a week to get done. So I think people think, oh, I make a hundred thousand dollars this year. Well, no, you might've sold a hundred thousand dollars worth of services. You're really only making $60,000 a year because your expenses 
are going to be very high. Now, there's a lot of people out there who can have the ability to flex those numbers one way or the other. And if you can, then power to you, you should. I think that this is a real average that's not talked about enough because again, now add on the fact that you're not just responsible for a business, you're responsible for things outside of your business. You're responsible for a family. You are responsible for maybe you're involved in your community and you volunteer in different areas. You know, also we're big proponents on when you think about balance in your life, you should have like other hobbies and other things that you enjoy that you like to go do. Going back to that time being a limited resource, there's only 24 hours in a day, no matter how you slice it. And if eight of those hours need to be sleeping, we're now shortened in our day. And now we have so many hours of the kids at home and so many hours where I want to go work out for the day, or I want to go have lunch with friends or Mm -hmm. go do some enjoyable things. Now my ability to have time to work becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. These are not easy questions. These are not easy answers. Finding what works best for any one of us really is, is a bit of trial and error and understanding that it's not necessary. If you try something, you see if it works. If it doesn't work, you tweak it. I think that's the heart that that can be the really the hard part of it is that we want, we keep, try, sometimes we keep trying things that aren't working and then you end up again, it's the stuck, it's the spinning the wheels, the frustration and which is so common right now in general, much mm-hmm. less this just adding to it. When I'm asked about, you know, how do you deal? It's like, you have to try things. And you have to look at it with a very open mind, open heart kind of perspective that if it doesn't work, it's not a failure. It just needs, you need to change. Now, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, well, that's sort of the definition of insanity because generally the response doesn't change. The outcome doesn't change. But if you try something, we've tweaked our, how do we you know, right now we're in the middle of, well, maybe afternoons really don't work for us for our calls or for our co-working time. Uh, Late mornings are really, we're more productive then. So let's try to change things. Let's see what we can do to alter, you know, our schedules, that kind of thing. So, and it wasn't that it was bad to begin with. We just realized it's not working. So how do we change it? I think that when you make you start making some of these changes or at least experiment with how you you do things it actually rejuvenates you and your business it's it's you know even though you may be stepping out of your comfort zone because you're used to doing things a set way stepping out of it can actually be very, well, very cathartic and very rejuvenating. Oh, I agree. I agree. And it's the number one thing we get on our coaching calls when we talk to entrepreneurs as well. I don't know where to focus. I don't have enough time. I feel, I don't know what to do. How do you find the balance? I think it comes down to being very intentional and very realistic. And like Wendy said, communicating honestly with, Hey, this is not working. Mm Mm-hmm. This is not working. I think we need to find a different way to make this work. It's one of the hardest things that you'll do as an entrepreneur is, is one admit like, Hey, this is not working for me because I think in our mind, somehow we think that we're failing in some way, if we're not forcing the issue, when you were an employee somewhere, you had to be at the office at a set time 
and you needed to be productive all the time. Mm -hmm. But if as an entrepreneur, you can under, you can recognize, Hey, I'm actually most productive during the hours of, for me, it's nine to 11. I'm awake. My coffee is set in. My mind is running. If I have had a chance to do a workout, I will have had it done already by that point in the morning. Kids are at school, husband's off at work. The creative juices can flow. By the time afternoon hits, I'm a little groggier. That's great time reserved for tasks that are a little bit more mindless, don't require a lot of intentional thought. And then by the time the kids get home and my calendar is actually blocked off on totally for time that is family time or kid time or morning getting ready time. So there's no chance of anything getting scheduled during those times. Nobody can schedule a call with me. I can immediately look and say, I'm not available for meeting or appointments because I already know I don't have the ability to have split focus during those times. I'm not going to give you my best self. I'm not going to be able to really focus in on what it is that you're saying or what it is you're trying to get me to do. It's just not going to work during that time. I get that. I completely get that. Yeah. I'm often envious of people. I mean, my mom was, she would do her best work at like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, <laughs> sleep. And oh my, my husband God. says that all the time too. He goes, you just need to work at night. Like I did. And I'm like, mm. yeah, no, no, it's not. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. I'd love to know if you're listening, <laughs> how, how you handle, well, just this whole thing with your schedules. Are you able to compartmentalize? How do you handle really multiple, you know, multiple priorities coming at you at the same time? Are you able to make those quick pivots from one priority to the next oh, without losing productivity? It's just... These are, these are things that can keep me, keep me awake at night. Seriously. So reach out, let us know until next time, you guys be intentional with your time and be realistic in your expectations on how you're going to be able to make this work. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating. But only if you liked it. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. You can learn more about our upcoming masterminding opportunities on our website at serendipitousrebel.com. And if you have topics you'd like to hear about, be sure to submit them on our website or DM us on social media. Hey, see you next week. Bye. Bye.